Hey everyone, and welcome to our podcast, My Dad's Financial Advice, a beginner's personal finance podcast for anyone and everyone looking to get their feet wet in the topic. Today, we're picking up right where we left off from our previous episode, continuing our conversation about insurance. If you haven't checked out our last episode, I highly recommend starting there for anyone who would like an intro into the basics of insurance, as well as for our conversation about car, life, and disability insurance. In today's episode, we'll be diving right into health, rental, and home insurance, finishing up our exploration into this area of personal finance, and breaking down what we need to know about each of these types. Hope you enjoy. Let's get to it. So now you're going to health insurance. Health insurance. And that's something you get through your employer, typically. Well, yes, typically. In the U.S. Uh, if well, you're not. If you're not employed, now we have the Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. also known as Obamacare, which mm-hmm. happened in 2010. Before that, there was no affordable care. So you'll have to go to an insurance, private insurance company and mm-hmm. buy it. But they did not used to cover pre-existing conditions. So if you have you know, high blood pressure or asthma from the people. Those are considered pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. They won't cover those. The private insurance private company? Private insurance company. But You're now just... Obamacare, the law has made it that all insurance companies have to cover it. All insurance now has to cover pre-existing conditions. Along with that, that means that everybody has to get insurance. So Why? Because otherwise, what if, if pre-existing conditions only, have to if be... Only sick people take insurance is yeah, too expensive exactly uh, so if the pre-existing conditions are to be covered mm-hmm. and if everybody doesn't get insurance mm-hmm. what happens is people will get until they're sick to get insurance that right. will not be that that's not the covered. individual mandate thing right right that everyone but, has to have it but now individual mandate is gone so uh, that's the increasing prices for yeah people who need it right right, right. so so that's that's health so health insurance is again could be provided by by the employer. Most of the American workforce is insured by their employers. Again, there are deductibles, prescription coverage, hospitalization mm-hmm. coverage. Health insurance itself, there are PPO plans. PPO means preferred provider organization, PPO plans, okay. and HMO plans. Mm-hmm. So there are various types. So HMO is usually the out-of-focus cost will be low. What does it stand for? Health maintenance organization. Okay. So you, but you have to go to a specific doctor in the network usually don't have any coverage outside of the network mm-hmm. and if you want to go to a specialist you have to get a referral from your primary doctor so mm-hmm. kind of restrictions will be there yeah. ppo is there's a network and if you go in the network of doctors you'll get preferred rates mm-hmm. if you go outside you will have to pay more but there will be still, still coverage mm-hmm. and the deductible is usually lower than the high deductible plans the high deductible plans premiums are low Mm-hmm. Because you will be covering more. Yeah. So yearly, there will be deductibles like you know six thousand dollars per person, or twelve thousand dollars per family, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So if that high deductible, usually throughout the year you don't cross that line. If you are young and healthy family, yeah. you don't. So insurance company don't have to pay anything, right? So the rate is low. Yeah. The premium is low. Uh-huh. And one another benefit of with the high deductible plan is you can invest in something called HSA. Health savings account. With a high deductible plan? Yeah, you have to have a high deductible plan to invest in HSA. Okay. Now, HSA is a very good deal. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like it's you don't pay tax on the money you put into HSA. Okay. It's just like going into 401k and any other. Uh-huh. You, on the money you put into, also you don't pay a tax. And you can invest the money in there for long term. Mm-hmm. And that investment grows actually tax-free. Okay. And then when you withdraw, you can with, if you're paying it for qualified health in expenses... You don't pay tax. So it's basically it's called a triple tax advantage, mm. which no other accounts have. So mm. 401k is like you 
you don't pay tax you put you put in but you don't take out you don't pay tax raw tayara you have to you pay tax when you put in but when you don't but the hsa is like like basically never pay tax never pay tax as long as you're using using it for uh, health expenses mm-hmm. and once you are retired or above 65 then it becomes like an ira you can take it for anything but if you don't use it for health you just have to pay tax so it's really even like, when you're over 65 yeah okay if you don't use it for health so what would cause someone to take like a lower deductible higher premium option and not be able to invest in an HSA well chance of some medical so now that they're going to have high cost during mm-hmm. the year so mm-hmm. they know they they maybe they're taking some medicine which costs lots of money per month or yeah they're going to have some surgery that's going to cost some money so they know that's going to pay a large amount during that year yeah so that that means that if you're a high deductible plan it will all have to come up out of your pocket yeah so that's that's why if you want lower deductible like because you can't afford high deductible mm-hmm. then you have to pay higher premium premium yeah. and you can do that you can change that right every year uh, so yeah every year or you can change yeah. yeah usually around fall time open enrollment time it's called open enrollment yeah so during that two weeks time period you can change it for the next year that's right so like if you have some sort of like surgery planned or you're going to have a baby or something like that like you know some large medical expenses are coming you would switch to you can switch to a, a you can deductible. see which one cost you best benefit to you and then you can switch to that mm-hmm. so it can only do once a year or some qualifying life event happens so okay so life events are like if you're covered through your spouse and the spouse loses job mm-hmm. then you can switch change it. change it to your your own company if your company provides health insurance say your company provides it your spouse company provides it and you decide that okay your spouse company is better mm-hmm. and both of you are covered through that but then if spouse loses that coverage then you can you switch can to yours at any point at any point if that's that nice. that's a qualifying life event. or if you have a baby then that that be added automatically it's a qualifying, so qualifying event Okay, I mean so that sounds like you don't really have to worry about it too much. Yeah, but don't worry can... about it. But only thing you cannot change it just oh, you should you couldn't say oh, that was the better. Yeah, that was better, right? Yeah, you can't yeah, change so, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Only with the qualifying events uh, you can do that. Can you does your company or do companies generally like have a bunch of options you can pick from like yeah. an HMO or yeah. PPO yeah. or yeah. Well, options, yeah. Okay. To be able to invest in HSA, yeah. you have to have a minimum of high deductible. Chance invest in HSA is actually very good and once you save up to the deductible in your hsa basically you're covered right yeah so, so you put money into True. hsa and then uh, as long as you have up, up till that much in your in your hsa mm-hmm. basically your hsa is paying for it you can think of uh, hsa investment as as part of premium instead of paying to the company you're putting on from mm-hmm. your your own mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's I, I think that's a good deal. I I like yeah. that it's a higher deductible plan. So all of any money you want to save to that is just directly in your HSA. HSA. You're responsible for that, that if anything happens. Happen, yeah. Uh-huh. Which you're judging is worth it based on like yeah. health habits and history. Health, and exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so we don't because otherwise per month you are paying 100, 200, 300 per premium and yeah. instead of going to the company you can put insurance company you put in your HSA mm-hmm. it's, it's actually Once up to you have saved up to six thousand nine hundred, you're basically covered for you're your. You're covered. Yeah. So is that something that's like a particularly like exceptional case for that your company offers those options, or like does every company guarantee the option of like a high deductible option? No. So Nowadays, a so, lot of companies do, mm-hmm. but mandatory or anything depending okay. on what they. I mean, that sounds like a really big deal though. Like, I mean, yeah, because like, that's a huge monthly cost otherwise. So like. 
when you're looking for jobs in companies, like it's worth looking at their benefits plan and seeing like... Yeah, that's always the case. And whenever you, uh, you know, look for a job, you have to look for their salary plus benefits. Yeah. So benefits are always important when you, because it will add to your basically to your, the effective rate of right. uh, pay. What you can bring home. Right. If all that, I mean, that's what... I feel like that's a huge selling point. I feel like if I go to yep. a company and they don't offer a high deductible plan, especially if you're young and not expecting a lot of medical bills, mm-hmm. like I would only want to have that option, right? Right. That'll be a good uh, Next, you probably need rental insurance if you're doing living in like an apartment. for an apartment. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, renter's insurance is for protecting your property in at home. Mm-hmm. So, if you have any, you know, things like that, fire burns down things, mm-hmm. and and you have some, you also need, you might need place to stay for that if the fire is burning and you can't stay. So the insurance company will like yeah pay for a hotel room pay or pay for something. Okay, and also renter's insurance is not like required like liability. It's for car, right? It's just if you want it. Right. But it is typically recommended to have that. Yeah, once, you know, if you have some computers and stuff, you know, all mm-hmm. those things, yeah, it needs to be protected against. It's basically personal property. Yeah. So it will be very cheap also. It won't be much to it. Is that also, though, like, you know, how, how we're considering with the car, like, you don't want to necessarily get comprehensive in collision if your car is not worth that much. So if you don't really have a lot of stuff or your stuff is not very expensive, yeah. Then you, know, then you don't really need to pay for that, right? Because you right. can self-insure to replace, like, right. your bed sheets or right. your right. bed or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, so we talked about auto, life, renters, health, disability, all that stuff. I think the only other thing is home insurance, right? Well, I guess that would be, a, you know, similar to renters. Yeah, home insurance is once you buy a house... Generally, the your mortgage company will require that you carry insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so the insurance company, what they're calling dwelling insurance, which is fire, tornado, wind, mm. those kinds of things can cause damage to your property. So that's covered. Flood is usually not covered by your home insurance. If you're in a floodplain, then you have to get a flood insurance through a federal flood insurance program. Mm-hmm. It's a different... Uh, uh, so normal coverage won't... So if the water comes from the top, bottom... It's not covered, but it comes from the top. It's, it's covered. covered. <laughs> All right. So, so that's. What that's, about like a burglary, like not a natural disaster? Yeah, that's covered too. Okay. Yeah, that's that's part of the that's personal property coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they will cover your pro- personal property belongings. Mm-hmm. Then liability again, if somebody falls in your home and injures themselves. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? That's all. That's all part of. Uh, <laughs> you have to be. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if or like if a tree falls into a neighbor's yard and breaks yeah. their fence or something. Right. That's one thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you say you, if you are living in a in a uh, cold climate and then your driveway ha- is slippery, mm-hmm. somebody falls there, injures themselves. That's also on you. Yeah. <laughs> so that that that's liability coverage. And is is any of that required legally? Like an auto I think liability. Insurance? No, I think I don't think any home insurance is required. Just your mortgage would require. Yeah, mortgage. If you would want a mortgage, you yeah, would need yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay, and in the personal property versus dwelling, those are two separate things. Like you can, you know, kind of like comprehensive. Well, dwelling. usually it's all included. I mean, you that's a percentage. Oh. The, the dwelling is like say four hundred thousand. Personal property is usually half of that, or you know, there's there's, there's some mm-hmm. there's some formulas that they they use. Yeah. Then there is um, liability, like I said. 
Now, there's also something called an umbrella liability. Okay. So, there's, you have homeowner's liability and you have auto liability, right? Yeah. And then there is an umbrella liability like covers everything yeah. else. Uh-huh. Plus, it's over the limit. So, if you have a limit of, say, 100,000 on your auto and um, home each, above that, if you want to cover, to say, up to a million or $2 million, somebody sues you. Mm-hmm. So, that's where the umbre- umbrella liability comes in. Which is, you don't usually need initially, but later you probably need an umbrella insurance. If you cause harm to somebody else, they, yeah. they can sue you. Can you bundle up, like, a bunch of things? You can bundle, like, I always hear those, like, car advertisements or something, you know, insurance or, like, bundle home and auto or all these yeah, things. Yeah, that, like, that, that's true. They, 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 they charge you less. They will give you a discount if you combine all Your kinds. monthly premium mm-hmm. for, like, your car and your home. Mm-hmm. It'll give you a discount. You can pay like one one payment for both. No, it will be two different two different policies. Right, it'll be effectively, it'll be effectively less. I mean less, yeah. So So I mean so I'm talking about umbrella. Yeah. Umbrella is higher liability, which is say other losses like if it's not home or deductible, say somebody sues you for uh, slander or libel. What? Yeah. <laughs> like you, not related at all. Not related to this, that's covered <laughs> by umbrella insurance. What? Okay. <laughs> so that's the umbrella. Okay. Otherwise, there's no insurance for any of that stuff, right? Individually? <laughs> Individually, yeah. If somebody sues you for something else, um, you know. I feel like you would only need that if you're like a celebrity or something. You're like a congressperson who's like, you have a risk for that, right? Yeah. I mean, this is over, again, this is all liability over the home insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you bundle for not liability, but for just your own personal property or whatever like auto comprehensive and home personal property like those kinds of coverages can those be bundled well that will be like uh, if you're having renders and home yeah renders and auto that can be combined yeah so if anyone steals your stuff in both things <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or either of those things okay but typically like if you're just starting out you're renting an apartment you don't have a lot of stuff you know just starting out basically starting out you're a grad student all that stuff like it's then you just the- buy your auto insurance yeah just your liability. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you don't really need anything else, right? Just like... Well, I mean, depending on if you... Say you buy a new car. I mean, you're yeah. starting to yeah. make money in your job and you might think, oh, I can buy a new car. So then you need that. And then you need that Comprehensive. Thank you guys so much for listening. This concludes another episode of My Dad's Financial Advice, as well as our conversation about insurance for the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope it was able to provide an intro into this area of personal finance for you. If you have any questions about anything we talked about today or would like us to go deeper into any area of personal finance, email us at mydadsfinancialadvice at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear what you all are curious about. That email is also in the podcast description, and we'd love to hear from you. All right, everyone, take care, and we'll talk to you next time. The My Dad's Financial Advice podcast is not hosted by professional personal finance advisors, and all information presented herein is not to be considered official recommendations. Please consult trusted, certified experts for your own personal financial considerations.